Hi there, I'm Jenna. Welcome to Butterfly Banter. I'm so glad you're here. This is a show about my journey as a woman with Turner Syndrome and a show to share the stories of other butterflies. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram for episode discussions. And now, let the banter begin. Hello, welcome back to Butterfly Banter. Today, I'm delighted to have Miss Tiana Cannon on the show with me today. And she's going to be sharing her story with all of us, and we're really looking forward to that. So, Tiana, would you like to say hello? Hi, thank you so much for having me on the broadcast. Super excited to be here. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to have you here. Tiana and I have actually met in person, so I think it's really cool that uh, she was actually one of the first other Turner Syndrome butterflies that I actually ever met in person. She kind of has a little special place in my heart that (laughs) (laughs) she's somebody that I actually got to meet at a conference in Colorado, and it was just super cool. I'm going to turn it over to Tiana and let her share a little bit of her story with you all. Thank you. Um, So, you know, my journey with um, Turner Syndrome, I was diagnosed right around um, 11 or 12. I remember that it was um, in sixth grade. I was still in elementary. Um, But I had always been um, really small and really short. And so, you know, it's one of those um, things where, it was just kind of a fact of life, but nothing really ever um, came from it until um, around that age when I, you know, my mom wanted me to go to Children's Hospital. Um, she took me so that way we kind of see what was going on because they're, you know, I was still very small um, for my age and had not um, really had any significant growth recently. So, um, we wanted to kind of check out what was potentially going on, um, and that is when I was diagnosed. And it was kind of funny because my mom had previously, you know, kind of thought that there was a possibility of Turner syndrome, even though it wasn't necessarily widely known. Um, and our primary care um, physician at the time, um, you know, wasn't something that was seen as you know seen as a likely option so we never really followed up on it and then when we went to uh, children's um the um doctor and the um pediatrics you know took one look at me and and was like you know pretty sure um let's you know let's get blood work done let's get you know karyotype and so um found out shortly after that when um stereotype uh, came back that I did have Turner syndrome. Um, I don't remember my exact karyotype, but um, I am mosaic um, for sure. And um, fortunately have been you know, pretty, pretty blessed with health, uh, with good health um, for that. You know, um, it was pretty, um, pretty clear um, after, you know, that point got to, learn a little bit more about Turner syndrome and some things to look out for. So that was when we had, you know, had to go to cardiology and, um, you know, all the other um, blood, you know, kind of blood work and, and tests 
uh, that often come with uh, having Turner syndrome and um, fortunately have not had anything that has been uh, significant um, um, as far as health lies. And um, I've had a lot of um, different opportunities to get to meet um, other ladies with um, Turner syndrome um, when I was um, first diagnosed. Um, in Colorado that summer there was a camp that was put on by Children's Hospital Los Angeles um, for Turner Syndrome Um, and so I was able to have the opportunity to go to that um, fairly soon after I was diagnosed and then it was that same camp was held the next year also in Colorado so I got to go to that camp um, two times and get to meet some different girls with Turner syndrome um, at that time and still keep in contact with um, some of the some of the ladies that I met there and then I went to school out of state and then came back and kind of found out a little bit more about what there was you know going on with Turner syndrome in Colorado and some of the supports that were in there and some of the connections so um, it's been pretty cool to kind of see um, see that progress and be able to make some um, new connections and, you know, find that there are those uh, supports there in the area. Definitely. So your mom, your mom had suspected you had Turner syndrome? Um, I don't know if it was necessarily, I don't remember if it was necessarily um, Turner syndrome itself. Um, she definitely knew that there was something. Um, I believe that it, you know, that it, that she did kind of think Turner syndrome more more specifically, but again, you know, there's still just so little, you know, kind of little information. Um, so had you know, she at that research- point that we were familiar with. <laughs> yeah. So had she researched that before? The reason why I'm asking is because I'm just kind of surprised to hear that she kind of suspected that. So I just wondered if maybe she had she had been doing some research and that came up in her research, and so she was like. You kind of put up a red flag if she had known previously, like if she was in the medical field or something and had known previously school or something. So that's why I was asking. I was just interested that she had already suspected it. Yeah. So um, um, as far as I do believe that she had done, you know, kind of done some research um, just based on, you know, kind of just based on short stature. But my mom has been was involved in, you know, early childhood, um, development for, um, for a long time, you know, for a while as an, um, occupational therapist. And so, and she had previously worked in a hospital before. And so she had, you know, different exposure as far as kind of, um, some research and things to kind of observe as far as, kind of behavior wise and the stature and and things like that so I think that kind of led her to kind of researching a little bit about what could be going on here try to try to get at least an idea to be able to follow up with our prime you know primary care physician Uh, past that I'm not sure exactly how you know how much knowledge she had of it prior yeah well that's good that she had that early childhood background and was able to kind of research and put some put a few puzzle pieces together and <laughs> you know figure figure it out a little bit. Did they put you on growth hormones right away? Yeah, so I yeah, so I started growth hormone um 
pretty basically as soon as it was able to be approved um, by our insurance after you know after we got the um, the diagnosis um, was able to start growth hormones since I was diagnosed a little a little bit later so I didn't have as long um, but I was on growth hormone before um, before I had to start hormone replacement but I was able to get a decent amount of uh, height um, from from the growth hormone compared to um, the height that I Maybe you know that I maybe if I hadn't had um, growth hormone um, available. I just ask that because I know a lot of parents in the groups that I'm in ask about the age of when it's kind of appropriate to start their daughter on the growth hormones, and I know that it does also depend on when you're diagnosed. Obviously, if you're diagnosed younger, then they can start you sooner. Some parents feel like there's an age that's way too young, and then some feel like, well, if you're a certain age, it's too old. So I was just curious in your case if they had started you right away. And I'm finding in most of the you know interviews that I'm doing and as I'm asking questions that a lot of, a lot of the other butterflies are kind of started in the same place on the growth hormones and pretty much started right away. I was on a growth hormone study with the National Institute of Health. So I I was with I'm kind of like you. I only had I was only on growth hormones for uh, I think 3 or 4 years in comparison to some butterflies are on it for 5, 6, 7, you know, many many years. I think it just depends on obviously when you're diagnosed and all of that stuff and I just try to, I'm trying to get the opinions of other butterflies and be able to share that information with parents on kind of when that all that process all starts. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give to other butterflies? You've been for- very fortunate and been able to be around a lot of other butterflies at various ages. Mm-hmm. What advice w- would you give to other butterflies? Um, I think the... The biggest thing is that, you know, with Turner syndrome is that everyone's experience is just so unique to them as far as, you know, characteristics and other, you know, and other, you know, parts that come with, you know, with Turner syndrome. But I would just say, you know, embrace your, you know, yourself and, you know, all parts of yourself and that there is. You know, it doesn't take away, you know, having Turner syndrome um, does not take away any opportunities. And often the other Turner syndrome butterflies that I have met, um, it's been so interesting and so awesome to see that um, generally there's a lot of um, positivity, which is good. And so I would just say, you know, like, keep that positive outlook, embrace, embrace all parts and know that there's that there is community and there, you know, there is support for those, for those times where, you know, other, other people may not, you know, understand exactly, you know, what is, what's going through your mind and, and the experience that um, you may be going through, but there's definitely opportunities for connection and opportunities for support during, you know, um, at, at those times. Absolutely. And that's one thing that I've been amazed at. It, it wasn't until I was much, much, much older 
that I even knew of the Turner Syndrome Society of the United States or the Turner Syndrome Foundation or any, any of those resources. I, I had no clue about them until I was much older. I have found it so powerful to know what those resources are and definitely reach out and use those resources. They're, are, they're at your fingertips. Now nowadays, <laughs> I'm an older mm-hmm. butter- I'm an older butterfly, <laughs> so they weren't always available to me. But I, I'm telling you, a whole wide world has opened up for me just knowing about those resources and using them. What would you say has been your biggest obstacle in your mind through your journey having Turner syndrome? Um, I, you know, I would say that. The biz- the biggest obstacle is is that feeling of you know am I going to be taken seriously um, especially in adulthood and then you know kind of career in life it's always you know always kind of one of those things that's at the back of the mind with feeling you know feeling successful and feeling um, you know and feeling um, you know kind of respected within um within a career um but i think you know it's just one of those that one of those things that you have to trust your own ability and you have to trust that you know that drive that um you know you do, you do belong there you put in the work you know the work to get there and that it's you know that just you know just as capable um Absolutely. As, you know, other, as other people that are, you know, in that career or at, you know, at that workspace. I feel that so deeply because I would, I would actually very much echo (laughs) that same um, response because I know on most Turner Syndrome women's list, the infertility is a huge issue. But second to that is exactly what you're talking about. It's just that, that self-esteem and self-confidence and I know I definitely struggled with that growing up you just kind of have to come to that place where you where you just have that confidence and you can move forward and just do whatever you want to do what would you say has been the biggest gift with having Turner syndrome what has been the most positive thing for you that comes out of having Turner syndrome I mean I I would say the the most positive thing that that's come out of it is that uh, I really think that part of the optimism um, that I generally generally have when you know on my outlook um, on life, you know, is is attributed to um, you know to Turner syndrome and you know some of. And and some of the things that you know we deal with, whereas like you just you do just kind of have to laugh and you know move forward and be able to um, just just live and be and just know that what's in my control is in my control. What's what's not is not, and not that that's necessarily a trait specific to Turner syndrome, but I know in some, you know some talks that have been at you know, conferences and things like that around Turner Syndrome, um, you know, that optimism, you know, has been brought up um, that those doctors and people that are researching are seeing. 
Yeah, the optimism is so important. And I think having that optimism coming from such a tough place and having so many things stacked against us that, you know, you just, you have to choose that optimism. And I think that, you know, what I know it's the cliche, but whatever make you know, doesn't kill you makes you stronger. <laughs> you know, I know <laughs> it's, you know, I know it's kind of cliche to say, but I definitely appreciate that, you know, that every butterfly that I've talked to most say the same thing that they're that the biggest thing that they've gained out of having Turner syndrome is that confidence, which is kind of funny because that's also our biggest challenge. <laughs> but then I feel like we all turn that challenge into a strength. So it's just, it's really cool to, as I'm doing more and more interviews, I've noticed that that's kind of a pattern and I just think it's super cool. <laughs> yeah. Turn, turn those challenges into strengths and focus on the, on the way ways to get around those challenges. I really appreciate you being on the show today. Uh, I wanted to kind of keep it short and sweet. I know you've got other stuff going on in your life. I know you're a busy, busy gal. And <laughs> <laughs> I just, I appreciate your time today. And I appreciate you sending that message out, you know, of positivity to all the other butterflies. I just want to say thank you so much for being on the show and being an advocate for other butterflies and keeping the hope alive for butterflies because I know sometimes we get a little down and it's hard to find that light. So thank you so much for your positivity today. And is there anything else you'd like to share? Well, I think I... I don't have anything else, but I definitely appreciate the opportunity to be able to, you know, kind of share my experience and hopefully, you know, send out those positive vibes um, to other butterflies and, and family who are supporting um, our fellow butterflies. Yes, absolutely. And you definitely did that today. I will let you get back to your evening. And I just want to say thanks to everybody for listening. And we will see you, well, not see you. <laughs> we will <laughs> talk to you on the next episode of Butterfly Banter. Thank you, everybody.